When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. And those are some boobs, by the way. Mackey and Judd. Uh... <laughs> on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, gentlemen, strap in. <laughs> Not a lot of good news in the accountability session. It's never good when you start with that. Yeah. <laughs> we also, for people who are new to the segment or just need a reminder, we are taking listener submissions all week long, every week. Now, you can email Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Just put something, you know, that signals that to write that down prediction in the subject line so we can differentiate it. I'll admit that I'm a little behind on tracking some of them. We had a bunch come in during the week that are for, like, the draft. So if we didn't, we'll go back and comb through some of them. We're not going to mention all of them on the air today. But we uh, we did see a lot of your, a lot of people would submit on, like, Monday after the Friday Write That Down on Air session. And you'd submitted an email on Monday for a Thursday prediction. Right. That, so we've listen. We, we've got a, a, a huge staff of write that down accountability seekers, and we'll just have to get our staff on it. Basically, comb through these predictions. They've dropped the ball so far. That's what you're saying. Uh, yes, <laughs> much like Laquan Treadwell. Actually, he never gets the ball thrown. I was going to say he can't even catch the ball to get it thrown. Yep. So let's do an accountability session here, where we keep track of our predictions, and uh, we have batting averages mm-hmm. and slugging percentages. We'll start with Dave Harrigan. Can we not? Yours isn't as bad as mine. Really? Yeah. And Judd's is pretty bad, well, too. Yeah. I'm just embarrassed about the Twins prediction. It's we'll, we'll get there here. We all should be embarrassed today. Y- you said We're all Dave today. You said Wild and Wolves will combine for three wins or fewer after April 6th. It was like five or something. Yeah. Yeah. A little better. You said the NBA first round would be all chalk. The Pelicans, Pelicans swept the Blazers. And that the Twins will win four out of seven on their road trip, and Maurer will hit a bomb sometime on the trip. You also said the Wolves oh. will lose game three and four by double digits. I got one of them right. They lost game four by double digits. Half half credit? The Twins had a lead in the ninth. We're all dead today. Okay. Let's go to Judd. <laughs> Judd said the Vikings will go offensive line in the first round. That they will trade. Looks like you had a bunch of like, sort of interweaving. Oh yeah, predictions here. That's me. That the Vikings will trade out of the first round. That Chuck Fletcher will come back. 
I just saw that one. That Zach Parisi will score at least four goals in the playoffs. <laughs> in fairness, he had three in three games, and then he got injured. So I mean, come on. I was on the right track. But we're going to give you a triple for this one. Yeah. That Lomo will go a yard in Tampa. Yeah, yeah he did yeah. on Friday night. He did go yard Lomo in Tampa. Lomo went yard on Friday night. Got it, it out of the way quick. It would have been a home run if not for him hitting 38 of them last year. So, like, a Lomo home run prediction, he should... I know he's slumping, but like he hit almost 40 last year. So you're going to get a triple for that one. You okay, predicted that over the course I'll of a few games, a, the 30 I'll home take run a hit. triple. All right, let's see here. I predicted, oh, this is a bloodbath. All right. Uh, I predicted that the Vikings would trade down and take an offensive lineman with their first pick whenever that would be. I said the, I said Cat would go for, he'd bounce back in game three and go for at least 25, 12, and three. He checked two of those boxes, but. Only at 18 points or 16, whatever the hell it was. I said the Wolves will get swept. The Wild will beat the Jets. The Wild will reach the Western Conference Finals. But the Wild will finish. Oh, this is a single. The Wild will finish outside the top four seeds in the West and get bounced in the first round. I hedged in there somewhere. All right, I got a single. Not too bad. Uh, All right, listener predictions. Boy, this is a bloodbath, too. A tough week of write that down. Tom F. predicted the Twins will win eight of their next ten games starting on April 19th. And be in first place by May 1st. Paul predicted the Wild will upset the Jets in the playoffs. Kevin said the Wolves won't win a game in the playoffs this year. Jeremy said Eric Stahl will suffer a season-ending injury and the Wild will lose in the first round. It was Parisi and Suda that suffered season-ending injury, so he was, yeah, he he was, was sniffing around he there. Was, he was in the right sniffing vicinity. Around there. Tough loss. In the neighborhood. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a line drive to the gap, and Buxton chased it down, <laughs> diving catch. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an error and a misplay at third, followed by a three-run ringing home uh, run. That's a little too close to home. Uh, Paul S. predicted the Vikings will trade into the... This is Paul S. Round of applause for this being the worst prediction of the right that down season so far. Okay. That the Vikings will trade into the top 15 and draft a quarterback. <laughs> Swinging for the fences. Wow. Um, Tom F. with another prediction that Wiggins will shoot worse than 14% in a game before the end of the year. But Roderick coming through with a seeing eye single. But the Wolves would lose in the first round. All right. Right. Way to go, Roderick. Right. Way to go, Roderick. Oh, my. Uh, so with that... The batting averages, the guests are hitting 286. Listeners are batting 227 now, slugging 455. Uh, I'm batting 231, slugging 442. Judd's batting 283, slugging 585. And Dave is batting 326 now oh. and slugging 628. Write it down. You like writing things down. That Sorry, Dave. Write that down session was very reflective of the Twins' last road trip. God, that was Let's try awful. to get the momentum back on track here. That was terrible. All right, Judd. All right, we ready? Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, because I'm convinced that Sam Bradford will get hurt early in the Cardinal season, you can write this down. Josh Rosen will have the most touchdown passes of any of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round of this year's draft. So can I so, just phrase it as of any oh, of any oh, first-round so, quarterbacks? Yeah, so of the first-round quarterbacks taken last night, okay. Josh Rosen will have the most touchdown passes. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. I need a couple knocks. I need a couple seeing eye singles, maybe a bunt single. Are you, are you, 
Did you go to the write that down batting cage? The shift for some, is on. Should we send Dave down? The shift is on. Let's just, say, <laughs> just drop it down, Dave. The shift oh, has been man. on. I need to push the ball down the third baseline for a nice, nice, easy single. Let's go with this one. The new wild GM will be Paul Fenton. Oh, come oh, on, no. dude. You just stole one of mine. All right. He's, he's like, he's the, like the only guy who's interviewed, right? Yeah, there's a couple more names that actually have uh, come up, but he's going to get But for the interviews? Job. Yes. So they've interviewed more than just there's Paul a new Jer- There's a New Jersey Devils assistant GM, I believe, who also is probably going to sit down with. But he hasn't wild. sat down. See, the only one to sit down A lot of guys is in the ring. Maybe this is a double. No. 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 no, no write it not. down. You like writing things Paul down. Write this down. It. It's absurd. All right. All right. Write this down. All right. The Vikings <laughs> will have the number one pass defense in the NFL next year. Yards per attempt. So yards per yards per attempt being the measurement. So we can get rid of uh, like total yards. Yeah, uh, the Vikings will have the number one pass defense in the NFL. I love what we're hearing about this little hybrid collection of defensive backs floating around. Well, do you like four this? How are you trying to say safety. four corners? It's an amoeba McKenzie defensive backfield. Alexander is going to be out. Maybe five. Maybe five defensive this, backs. This is an attempt. This is an attempt Maybe to replace, make it look like the Alexander picks not a screw up. I might replace a defensive no. tackle with a defensive no. back. Just nine defensive don't backs. Don't buy. On the field. Don't buy into what you're being sold. Write this down. Egan. Well, they're going to be good at defense. They will be, yeah. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Back to Judd. (sighs) Despite the way he pitched on Thursday afternoon at Yankee Stadium, Kyle Gibson will be out of the Twins rotation by July 1st. Dude, he had 10... Give give the guy some credit. We were dead wrong on Kyle Gibson yesterday. Yes, we were. You and I thought he was going to be terrible. Yes, we were. Maybe his best start as a major leaguer yesterday. And because of that, I believe what I saw even less now. I believe believe he will struggle. I believe he will be out of the rotation by July 1st. And, And if I'm right about that coming off... His performance, that's a home run. This is like a blindfolded take, though. You're just like trying to will your initial opinion of Kyle Gibson to fruition with that. These are opinion. my right, these are my right that he downs. Literally kindly just back struck off. out ten of these the best hitters right in baseball. Downs. These are but like, my what's right your basis for saying that? He's I'm trying to get he's a home run. That's a jerk. That's his yeah, basis. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so like, you think you know he's going to go from striking out ten Yankees? To being out of the rotation within two months, non-injury related. Sure. Could happen. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Why that really doesn't take... Like, why are you doing this? Because he's a jerk. Oh, but okay. I love how, now I get I it. I love how instead of saying... Instead of coming on today and saying... And I... By the way, I already sent out my official apology on Twitter for... for oh, I'm not apologizing. Doubting Kyle Gibson. I got to see way more. Okay. But yesterday, yesterday specifically, you and One I both day. thought he would last like four innings and get shelled. And we went on the record with that in... In questions. I give him five. And minutes. instead of coming on the air today and saying, you know what, I was 100% wrong, and Kyle Gibson deserves credit for striking out 10 games over six innings. I'm doubling down. God. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things thank down. Thank you, Dave. Write this down. You're very welcome. Dave is right. I am a jerk. I had a twins prediction, but it was stolen almost word for word from Dan, who emailed about uh, five, 10 minutes ago. So I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to instead uh, make a simple Vikings prediction. Their next selection in the draft will be an offensive lineman. Look at Dave just bunting against the shift right now. (laughs) Can I turn the channel on the show? These are usually Judd-like predictions. I was going to get a little ballsy with the Twins, but like I said, Dan stole it almost word for word, so I'll I'll let Dan have it. I'm not that boring. I just predicted a guy that threw a gem of a game is going to be out of the rotation by July 1st. Write this down. I need to to raise the average. Write it down. You like writing things down.
Um, all right, write this down. I'm gonna make it official. It's been a great run for Marcus Sherrills, who's been just like just walking the tightrope of the 53 man roster for about five years. This is the year where he will fall like a Walenda down into the abyss. He will no longer be on the 53 man roster. Well, he he won't make the opening week 53 man roster. We'll phrase it that way. Hmm. Because the guy they just drafted, I don't know if you guys know this, has returnability. I think returnability. I think he's going to replace uh, Jarek as their kick return guy, and I think Marcus Sherrill sticks as the punt returner. Could be. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, much discussed on the show throughout the, the week. I am going to give you a write that down on the subject of the Timberwolves and more specifically Tom Thibodeau. Tibbs won't be with the Wolves after the 2018-19 season. So I think he comes back. So he comes back for next year. And, give us a date or something. And so he next spring. Next spring is his he is dismissed and or ends up walking away. I think he's probably dismissed after next season, and I will give you next April. How about that? Okay. Well just say okay. We'll yeah, so he'll that. get through he will get through 2018-19. They if might you say even that make he'll the be playoffs. gone after the season. It's it's open ended to where if he's gone two okay. years after all right, the season. All right. you the two thousand the two thousand eighteen nineteen season will be Tibbs last one with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I have a Judd prediction. Oh yep. let's wait then. All right. We'll wait. We'll go through, this? You'll have to leave in a second here, but we'll, we'll wait I on know, it. I always have to leave. <clears throat> well, because they're predictions about you. I wish they'd really, I wish they'd stop. I wish I'd get one right. You never get them right now. Yes? I feel like I can get this one. That's all I'm saying. Write it down. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'll get out of the way here, okay? Go ahead. Rick's, Rick Spielman, when the Vikings draft an offensive lineman, sometime tonight probably. No, their next pick. Okay. So, whatever. <laughs> like, so, so parlay. Parlay. Not only will they draft an offensive lineman tonight, either the second or third round, Rick Spielman will use the word physicality or some sort of the word like physical to describe that offensive lineman in his whatever, like his press conference after it's over. All right. So some. That's no more of a single than mine was. Is it though? Oh, it's it's a single, yeah. Okay. What about physicality? The state of being physical. If I specify physicality, can I get a double for that? Ooh, it's a foot. It's know. a footbally football term, though. He's uh, he's probably going to use it. Well, what if? Let, okay, help me parlay. It. Give me another term. I'll throw another term on. Returnability. It's gonna. <laughs> athleticism, physicality, and athleticism. I feel like I mean, football terms are all singles. Yeah. I'm pinpointing a quote and a pick. Yeah, it's a parlay. I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, you're the guy that just predicts. How about this? <laughs> just predict. How about this? You say they pick who, an offensive lineman, whatever it is, second or third round, and Rick Spielman says it's unbelievable they had a first-round grade on him. Okay. A first-round grade and some kind con- No, we'll just do this. <laughs> I want, I want I some love, extra bases. I love how Dave's now helping you craft your... Write that down. So. Okay, so Spielman, offensive line, uh, first-round grade. Okay, that sounds fair enough. All right, do I have to leave now so I, I can go get a coffee? Yeah, we'll read a couple of listener predictions. Go ahead. You go get a coffee. All right. Uh, Mark Mark L. gets credit. He predicted that the Vikings would keep pick 30 and would not take an offensive lineman. So we'll put that on the board. Congratulations. Uh, the dude predicts that uh, Mark L. also predicts that Thielen and Diggs will both garner 1,500 receiving yards each, which is extremely aggressive. And if that happens, it's a home run. Uh, the dude says, despite the twin struggles as of late, they'll be above 500 at the All-Star break. 
and that Mike Hughes will have three combined touchdowns in his rookie season. And Dan emails Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. The Twins will win seven of their next ten games, including a sweep of the Reds. Woo. All right. Dave has a Judd prediction. I do. And this one's going to happen. Write and it down. You like writing things down? In uh, ooh, about 20 minutes or so. Stuff you should know, but I'm going to bring up the fact that I'm a little heartbroken that Billy Price was selected uh, before the Vikings even had a chance by okay. the Cincinnati Bengals. And I will ask Judd if he's even just a little bit sad, even though he's, you know, acted like he just hates all these Billy Price lines that I've been throwing out. Price line. They like that. (laughs) He is going to admit that, yes, indeed, he's going to be a little sad to not hear them anymore. Okay. Okay. I'll try not to derail this one. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Okay. I believe he's been been playing a role. He's been acting the part. But, indeed, uh, or inside, he's actually loved it. And he's going to be just a little bit sad that I won't be able to do it anymore. Also worth noting, your prediction of Judd drinking a beer at Bat and Barrel by May 1st. Was that your prediction? That was not. That was a listener prediction. A listener prediction. Yes. That has to happen this weekend, basically. Yeah. So if you see Judd at the ballpark, if you're a listener of the show and you see Judd at the ballpark or you're at the ballpark, shoot him a tweet, do everything you can to get him, buy him a beer. Yes. Get him a beer at Bat and Barrel this weekend. He'll be at the ballpark for at least. I think he's going to be at the ballpark tonight. It's worth somebody the make this happen. Eight, nine, ten bucks, whatever a beer is at side bat and barrel. Yes. Totally worth it. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On fifteen hundred ESPN. Oh, this will be a pick six. Mike Hughes picks up the loose football and will have an interception for a touchdown, and that will just about do it for UCF. With the thirtieth pick in the two thousand eighteen NFL Draft. The Minnesota Vikings select Mike Hughes, uh, a cornerback out of UCF. Bounced around a bit, really settled in and matured, and we're into a great player this past year for Central Florida. Technique, his footwork, his ball skills, his athleticism are all top-notch. He's also got tremendous return ability. Wow. He could be a lead corner, a number one corner, and also help out big time in the return game. Mike Hughes on potential alone is very exciting. Wow. What are ball skills? Well, we need to go through that again because... yes. Well, ball skills would just be right the ability to catch a football. But you're a cornerback, so does that mean that because you picked off four passes, you have ball skills? Well, absolutely. If you can intercept a pass, you have ball skills. My question would be, if you're able to just tip a pass away, All right. is tipping a pass away a ball skill? I think that counts. Play, that, play yeah. that again, and let's break down all the generalities that Mel throws out. All right. How about that? that? How fast can you tally them? I'll they come as fast and furious and early. Okay. All right. Help all right, me out. Bounce around a bit, really settled in and matured. And we're into a. What was the first one? He can bounce, bounce around a he bit. He bounced around a bit. Bounced so around okay. North Carolina yes. to the community college to UCF. Okay. 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 All right. Bounce around a bit, really settled in and matured, and we're into a great player this past year for Central Florida. Technique, his footwork, his ball skills, his athleticism are all top notch. He's also got tremendous return ability. He could be a lead corner, a number one corner, and also help out big time in the return game. Mike Hughes on potential alone is very exciting. Whoa. I got it. I got it all. I counted uh, 11. I got, well, I got the keys that I got are including two returns our technique, footwork, Ball skills, athleticism, returnability as one word. I can't read my writing. It's got potential as well. Potential. Throw potential at the end. Set, but there's settle settle in. Does that count? That's a generality. He's got to like settle in. We're gonna. What does that even mean? We're gonna settle in. We're gonna settle. 
Is he saying what? Yeah. What I, was the second one? Hold I on. got. I counted so eight. a bit. Really settled in and matured. Matured. Oh, matured. Oh, yes. He settled in and matured. So matured. So he yeah. did those things. So did you get? You got athleticism. Yes. So technique, footwork, ball skills, athleticism are things that he can that he can use here. Returnability. I love You're returnability. You're getting all of that with one pick. That's amazing. I love returnability as one word. That's fantastic. Wow. And then potential. But does does potential need to be said even? Like if you're a first round draft no. pick, of course you you don't you, of course you have potential. So no. like let let's subtract potential right now. Yeah, we could, know potential. Couldn't My, you? Stella could have told me I that. I mean, you My could dog. say I guess that all of the picks in the draft, in theory, should have potential, right? Yes, all seven but rounds. But he doesn't. I bet he doesn't say that. If we were to listen to all. 250 of Mel Kuyper's breakdowns. They're all the same, basically. Do they, well, they basically are. Just, just switch like them different up. positions. The footwork and technique with this guy are good, while but the technique and footwork here are good. Don't we have more of these? I'm pretty sure we have a bunch of these in the system. Oh, we have a total of 67 sent are to you us. I've got, a, I've got a few ready to go. <laughs> oh, oh let's, yeah, let's, com- let's yes, compare them. Please do. Okay. Um, let's look for common phrases and words. That I mean, like potential. You could just you could take potential out of all these and just like you said, you could just assume that. Yeah, you'd hope a twenty-two-year-old that you're drafting to play football on your team like <laughs> nope. potentially could do something positive. All right. Well, the Vikings could <laughs> potentially still uh, take Will Hernandez, correct? Mm-hmm. In theory, the trade up. Mel Kiper Jr. Player profile. Six, two and a half, nearly 330 pounds. Will Hernandez with 37 reps is the most dominant run blocking guard I have graded out in 20 years. Whoa. That's what he does. He dominates the opponent at the point of attack. Better athlete than given credit for. Good technician. To me, he's a guy immediately will start in the NFL. Could make all rookie teams with his ability to dominate as a run blocker and be more than adequate in pass protection. Not as many there, although you did have you had technique and you had dominant times two. I think he's slacking a little on this, but you had athlete as well. Yep, yeah. I have athlete, and he said, so in Hernandez's case, he says technician, where he used technique before, but it's the exact same thing. You got technique, you're a technician. So that's the, right. the exact Do we have same more? Thing. Yeah, sure. How about, uh, ooh, let's go with uh, Jair Alexander. Yeah, he uh, was he drafted. Went earlier in the draft. Yeah, okay. Mel Kuyper Jr. Player Profile. You know, injured early on against Purdue, came back late. I thought two years ago he was spectacular. He's got Deion Sanders-type natural athletic ability and natural talent for the position, and he has that confidence that Deion brought. 196-pounder with long arms, so he's playing a little bit taller than 5'10 and a quarter with his length and his athleticism. 438 speed. Here's a kid who's confident. He's got returnability. He's got great <laughs> hands. When he gets a chance to pick a pass off, he will come down with the interception, saying, Jai Alexander, despite the injury this year, has a chance to be an elite cover corner, and certainly on my ratings board, right behind Denzel Ward is the number two cover man in this draft. That was like when you're when you're putting coins and you're pulling <laughs> the slot machine. You're, you're pulling the slot machine like the first four pulls don't do anything, and all of a sudden like coins start flowing out. Oh my god! <laughs> you get athletic ability and athleticism. <laughs> you get returnability and you get returnability and you get returnability and you get returnability. Right, you all have YouTube returnability. Let's do another one. Do we have another one? Yeah, I've got plenty. Mike McGlinchey. Yes. Mel Kiper Jr. 
Player Profile. We look at McGlinchey, huge kid, 6'8", 310-pounder, been out there starting since day one at Notre Dame, was a left tackle this year, had been a right tackle. Now, as a right tackle, he was dominant. At left tackle, he struggled with the quick outside pass rushers. He will be a right tackle in the NFL. He's a professional. Technique is outstanding. He comes ready to play every week. He will be a plug-and-play starter at right tackle as a rookie. Ooh, that was lacking a little bit there. All right. Although technique, technique is definitely a category. I've got play. Yeah. I've got it. Let's let's find all all the cornerbacks that Mel did these for, because I think what we're going to find is across the board the same words are used all the time. How many cornerbacks? So it's just cornerbacks, though. How many cornerbacks? We have Jair Alexander. How many cornerbacks are in your list? We don't have to do it right now. Yeah, no, no. But I'm saying I think that's where we're going to find the common threads okay. is the positions. Okay. We'll, we'll do this later. Because it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work, right? I just I love how Mel's voice. It sounds like like his voice sounds like it's a boat on top of choppy water. Mm-hmm. I'm just bouncing my voice up and down, talking football, up down waves coming in, talking football technique ability. What if he no- knocks the, these off all really quick? We find out that, and he's got the same words: cornerbacks. All right. Mel, your words for cornerback are technique, technician. He's like he's like football. Skills, he's like draft Siri. He's draft Siri. <laughs> yes. Returnability, returnability, returnability. He's fantastic. He has returnability. Next, he's just got can the you, scripts in front of him. Much like Siri, can you change his name to be a different accent, like an Australian accent, Mel Kiper, like, like a British <laughs> oh, accent? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Oh man. Uh, Dave, you got some stuff for us when we come back here. I sure do, Phil. Some other cool. nuggets from the draft last night that we haven't touched on. Uh, ooh, a little hockey and some uncomfortable quarterback situations that are about to take place. Mackie and Judd now continue. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Mackie and Judd. Be ready. On 1500. ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. What a uh, want a great job with excellent benefits. UPS is now hiring part-time supervisors in Maple Grove. Competitive pay and flexible work hours. Apply now at UPSjobs.com. Mackie and Judd Show, give me a go, no go for stuff you should know about. Hosts, go. Producer, we're go. Technical, go. Music, go. Volume, go. The actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. All right, Dave Harrigan, you can go now. Let's start with this then, Judd. The grades are in for round one. This is just the first one I've pulled up. There's probably many more, but for the Win Blog USA Today, grading every single pick, not necessarily how the teams did, but the pick itself. Alrighty then. Pick number 30, Minnesota Vikings, Mike Hughes. What do you think the Nationals think of the Vikings selecting the cornerback slash returnability star? How many? Is it, it's one person grading, or is it a, a com- combination of people? Is the it- article is written by Stephen Ruiz. Looks like it's uh, him doing the grades. I'm going to say they they gave the Vikings uh, like a B minus or a C plus for drafting a good player, but not addressing the most important need. Yeah, that sounds fair. A C, a straight C, gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. For, for the same reasons we yeah. just mentioned, probably. Yeah. And Alice, or excuse me. I love the grades. I was looking at the wrong. A B plus. Oh, it's a B plus. I pulled up the wrong. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. 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 We thought we were right. Whoa. Whoa. Mr. Negative. A B, a B plus? No, I. Hey, uh, Mr. Negative. Uh, the thing froze for a second, and I, uh, I had the wrong thing there. But yes, B plus analysis. Not only do the Vikings add a corner with tremendous ball skills, yes. but they can now oh. move on from. 
Trey Waynes when his contract expires, which will open up cap space to lock down the core of the team. Oh, all right. Oh, so Trey Waynes is not part of the core of the team, That's it sounds what like. I'm hearing. A B plus seems very aggressive. Woo! I'm negative? You're being negative right there. <sighs> yeah, I thought you liked the pick. I do. A B plus just seems very aggressive. Well, I would, you would give walk... a Mr. Eight and Eight a C plus. Yeah, I would just walk the fence here. It's that's like, it's, like your entire like, you feel like. I wouldn't do it. That, that, like... It totally shows what kind of student Judd was. C is a great grade. He's B degrees. plus. That's amazing. <laughs> I I applied myself in school very briefly and it didn't pay off. It wasn't worth the time. Being a good student's not worth the time. <sighs> Can we talk about the bummer of the night last night? With the 21st pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Billy Price, <laughs> center, Ohio State. I do want to thank everyone for the uh, condol- condolences that made up my Twitter feed for about a good half an hour after that was announced. Yeah, I'm bummed, man. No <laughs> more price lines. No more prices. <laughs> Would you have one more just for fun? I don't know if I can do it. There's got to be one more. I, I mean, yeah, he, he on, definitely bro. was drafted a lot higher than yeah. we thought. We thought he'd be. Av- I thought the question would be if he's available, when he's available. Would the Vikings take him? And he wasn't even available. Well, I was just looking forward to maybe getting him on this show on this station. I know he's got a lot of interest outside of football. He's an outdoorsman. You know, likes fishing. He can go on the outdoor show Wednesday night, fishing, camping. You know, all those price hikes he likes to take. I want to mock. Mock! I would like to thank the Bengals profusely for making that pick, by the way. Admit it. You're going to miss it. You are going to miss Dave? all the pricisms. They made you laugh, and as much as you want to tell the people that you're a big, tough guy who doesn't like goofy <laughs> jokes like that, you're going to miss the humor. Oh, thank you, Bengals. Thank you so much. Are you going to miss the humor at all? I'm going to miss the Billy Price jokes. Not going to lie. I know you are. You loved him, and I know Judd did too. I was, but I was secretly hoping that the Vikings would take Billy Price so that we could do this pretty him, much the, the entirety of his career. I, you know, I found him to be great for a, a week or two or so, but I, I felt they had run their course. A week or two? They only lasted like three days. I, I felt like they, it felt like a week or two to me, okay? I'm taking credit for that. He said he liked them. No, he said he liked them for a week. He did say that, even two <laughs> the, weeks, which is longer the, than they went. The, the official the, pass the, the there. No, no, I got I, that. Yes, yes, I win again. I win the again. The official write that down prediction was Judd will admit that he's sad to see the Billy Price puns go. No, I never admitted that. Said you, no, no, you can't even punt. You can't even punt against the shift. The left, fi- the third baseman was in left field, and you couldn't even lay down the punt. You're in such a slump. You're so twins-like. Oh man. And I had no Congrats idea. I had no idea I was being set up. And once again, you can't win. You know, it was like that was Judd. He's the outfielder kid in the Sandlot. Gloves in the air, eyes are closed, and Dave still can't get a hit. Ball pops right in his glove. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I really... I need to quit. You thought that was a sure thing. Oh, I you, need to quit. And oh, I had no... I, that, that was totally fair. You came close. You came close, but you didn't get there. <sighs> All right. Let's just... Let's. We got more stuff. Yeah, I guess. Remember this moment from years back. Years back. When you're a quarterback at Alabama, 
<laughs> you see that lovely lady there? Oh, she does yeah. go to Auburn. I want to admit that. But she also, this Alabama, and that's A.J. McCarron's girlfriend, okay? Wow, I'm telling you, quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking <laughs> women. Ah, it's a, what a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, A.J.'s doing Whoa. Some, some things Whoa. right. Now. So if you're a youngster in Alabama, yeah. start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard yeah. with pop. Yeah. Musburger getting all slimy regarding oh. talking about Catherine Webb, uh, AJ McCarron's girlfriend. Uh, Kirk, someone dim the lights because that's getting a little exciting below the table for me. Pervert Brent is so great now. <laughs> a lot of people uh, remember that. A lot of people paid attention when he was talking about Catherine Webb, and including a fellow by the name of Josh Allen, who was <laughs> tweeting about it at the time when he was 16 years old. McCarran's girl, though, and you know, a couple other uh, tweets about that uh, that moment as it was happening. You do know which two quarterbacks are playing in the same place now as of the draft yesterday. Josh Allen and A.J. McCarron. Wow. Think that's going to get a bit uncomfortable there with him? It might. I'm looking forward Josh to this Allen's greatly. Like, how's Catherine doing? <laughs> hey, so how's Katie? How's, Katie yeah. how's she doing? Well, there's a lot of uh, interesting discussions to be had there. <laughs> Now, I would think. which is more uncomfortable, that situation or the one transpiring in New York with the Jets? They still have Josh McCown on the roster, 38-year-old Josh McCown, who has a daughter named Bridget who texted her dad yesterday, and he tweeted out, uh, this new guy, Sam Darnold, he's less than a year older than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. So McCown's going to start, too, probably. Is she single? Is Sam Darnold single? I don't know. Would that make it more uncomfortable? Not only are you the same age, but now they're dating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, Dad, uh, I'm going out with Sam tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and I are going out. Later. And he's starting tomorrow, they told him. <laughs> and there was this last night, an emotional moment on stage. Please welcome, joined by his fiance Michelle, Ryan Shazier. To introduce the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. pick, am I alone in reading all the, the headlines about how great a moment it is? And it's, it is great that he was able to walk out on stage, but also being a little bit taken aback by yes. this is the NFL draft and this guy's life is now completely different because of an injury that happened in the NFL yes. and we're trotting him out in round one. A hundred percent. And I think because this is the first time we've seen him out in public and trying to walk. I saw an interview with him sitting on a golf cart at one point during Ohio State Pro Day. and But like, oh, he's sitting on a golf cart. I mean, he's just hanging out. Mm-hmm. But to see how hard it is for him to take steps yes. and that his goal is to come back and play football again someday, which I would think, I mean, if that's the way that you're walking after like six months. Might not be a good idea. Yeah. No, but that's a good point. Hey, this is a new life. Everyone's yeah. coming to the NFL and this is the league and we focus on player safety and here comes Ryan Shazier. Yeah basically unable to walk on his own um, without somebody on his arm. I was scared to watch him try to walk out there. Yeah. So a cool moment in that, you know, he's able to walk, but I agree with Dave. It was, 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 yeah, conflicting. Hold me out to get back. Banks it around. Crosby threw it back. Score! And the Penguins have broken the tie! I think Jake Gensel gets a piece of this stock. Poor Chris Long. His Caps had a two-goal lead, and within a span of about five minutes, the Pens put three in the net and take the victory. They were lucky to get to the second round, okay? 
So I don't feel bad for Chris Long for a second. They were lucky. They're lucky they didn't gag against the Blue Jackets. I don't feel bad for Chris Long. It's his fate. He's like a Viking fan. He's picked this fate. It's only one game, though, right? They're only yeah, down yeah, one game. It's to game nothing. one, but, I mean, game you one. get that two-goal lead. It's the toughest lead to hold in hockey. Oh, yeah, and, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. So their mistake was not pumping the brakes after the one goal lead, Yes. Right? Why do you score that second goal, Judd? <laughs> I can't, I can't so explain stupid. it. so stupid. I can't explain it. Idiots. I know. I know. It's very tough. You're a sport. One nothing. They would have been absolutely fine. Math is one hard lead, for hockey fans. Yeah, the two goal lead. The Vegas game is, is the one that was depressing well, that's last night. The other thing I was going to bring yeah. up. Meanwhile, Vegas just doesn't want to lose a hockey game apparently because of because they're Vegas and they don't want to lose hockey games. But their play, their star players last night or guys that scored mm-hmm. they include guys that the, that Chuck Fletcher lost in the expansion draft well, and or traded. Well, there's that. Paul had a goal last night. Tuck had a goal and an assist. Is that right? I believe that's Tuck drew a penalty to put him on a power play in the first period. I got a a note about. Basically, my uh, Twitter feed was a running stream of play-by-play of what uh, Eric Hall and Alex Tuck were doing to help Vegas in their second-round series while the Minnesota Wild has fired their GM and is now (laughs) looking to move on with their franchise. Yeah. Other than that, things are great. Things are great. It's been a tough couple weeks for Minnesota sports fans. We'll catch up with our friend Chris Singleton talking twins and going around Major League Baseball in about 45 minutes. Matthew Collar will come in here to uh, talk more Vikings and NFL draft. And I, We're going to have to see if Randy and Cottage Grove can come in and maybe shine some light on how he was able to nail correctly the Vikings' <laughs> first-round pick. And how we weren't. Yeah, he's one for one, but I know let's see is. what happens through the seven rounds. Mackie and Judd. Bill Mackey, Judd Zogad. Different guys. Uh, I, they're least, very different. At least the little bit of the personalities I've seen. Yeah, uh, they, they're, their they're, personalities they probably are... don't go out at night together. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. You know, Casual Friday isn't enough, so sign your business up for the 28th annual. Dress for LLS and enjoy... <laughs> this is serious. Wow. Casual Thursdays in May. I'll never unsee that. Uh, Businesses across the state will come together in May to join LLS in the fight against blood cancers for a minimum donation of just five dollars. Just five bucks. Participants earn the right to dress casual or in a company theme. Top company receives a bowling party at Park Tavern. For more info or to register, visit 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. The pitch. Swung on. There it goes deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a game-winning walk-off three-run home run. Gary Sanchez, the Sanchino, drills a long game-winning three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth. And the Yankees win the ball game 4-3. The game can be a little bit cruel, more than unfair, I think, at times. Um, you know, he, he put us in a really good position to try to, to break out of this thing. And, uh, you know, we just, we just couldn't close the deal. Um, you know, positives was that Gibby did his job. He went out there. We needed some length from a starter, and he gave it to us. And, uh, you know, we got to the ninth, and... Had trouble making a couple of plays the last couple of innings that cost us some base runners, and then you know Sanchez made us pay. Wheel of dysfunction. All right, Chad, go ahead. Let you give this one a spin. All here. right, hold on. Hold on. It's been a couple uh, of years. All right. Spin that wheel, and around oh, it goes. Where it Ooh. stops, nobody knows. Oh, oh this, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Lomo is a no-show. Logan 
Morrison. Yeah, tell me what his statistics are. How's well, he doing? He uh, he could use some scooping practice based on the ninth inning yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's now played 18 games for the Twins, 70 plate appearances. He has seven hits in those 70 plate appearances, a 113 batting average, and two extra base hits, one home run, 18 strikeouts, which actually isn't even top three on the team because Jake, Jason Castro has 20, Sano has 35. Does he really? 35 strikeouts. We're not even, we still have like a few days to go. 35 strikeouts in in how many at-bats for uh, Miguel? Uh, It would be 75 at-bats, 85 plate appearances. Let's do some math on this, all right? 35 divided by 85 Mm -hmm. is a 41% rate. Let's say he comes to bat 650 times in the season. All right. Which is, you know, if he stays healthy. He'd strike out 270 <laughs> times, which would shatter the Major League record. What is the Major League record? I looked it up a couple weeks ago. Well, I think you're on remember. the record saying he's going to break it this yeah, season in a write-that-down prediction. I did. I forget what the, what it was, what uh, the record was. So Lomo uh, Lomo has a 214 on base percentage and is slugging under 200 right now. Let, let's give this thing another spin here. Let me uh, allow me. Spin that wheel, and around it goes. Where it stops... Nobody knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is... Bullpen? More like bullsh**. <laughs> yeah, so Fernando Rodney is, is just one culprit. We went over him earlier in the show. He's got three consecutive blown saves. And and he's pretty close to his start from last year. Where he gave up... He had a 12.5 ERA in April last year. Very close. 15 runs in April last year. And and then he didn't allow an earned run from May first until July second. So he's that type of pitcher. We we had this exact conversation before the season when they signed Logan or when they signed Fernando Rodney. Yep. And Judd now has his hat tilted like Fernando Rodney. He's gonna, yeah, he's just gonna, turn my hat sideways. Don't blow the segment. All right, <laughs> careful. So you knew that you knew this is what you were potentially signing up for. Yep. Now that you're on the roller coaster, yep. how badly do you want to get off? Or are you willing to ride this out for a few months to see if he gets white hot from the beginning of May until sometime around midseason? I'd be far more upset and concerned about this if this was your main and only problem, but it's far from it. So I'm willing to to ride this out to see if around May 1st he can uh, do what he did in 2000 and. 17, uh, because you got a lot of problems here. Well, other you relievers, too. These are just ERA. It's so early. Like, ERAs for relievers can be bloated if you have one bad outing. But just for fun here, Fernando Rodney, 675 ERA. Hildenberger's been mostly bad, 4.5 ERA. Taylor Rogers, 6.52. Zach Duke, 5.87, including nine walks in seven and two-thirds innings. Yep. Gabriel Moya, who's now down in the minors, had a 1080 ERA. Alan Buznitz, 675 ERA. Tyler Kinley, who got DFA'd yesterday, a 24 ERA. Tyler Duffy, in two innings, has given up three runs. Uh, Ryan Lemaire had gave up a run in two-thirds of an so inning. He's not Mr. even a pitcher. So you you are, are ordinarily Mr. Calm when it comes to baseball. What is your level of concern about the things that have gone wrong here? I think they're going to be. I, th- I think they're going to be fine in terms of like they're going to be a winning team. I think going forward. My question would be if you look around the American League and all the great teams like Houston's on a different planet. Boston's off to this crazy start, even with their losing streak. The Yankees lineup. You've seen that up close and personal the last few days. It goes nine deep. So there's this there's this top echelon of teams that 
if you were to play at your best all year, maybe you had a chance of being in that conversation. But because now you're off to this slow start, and those teams are you know, mostly off to the races, now you're sort of left to compete with that second tier. And you know, Cleveland might be in that top tier when it's all said and done, like they usually are. Yep. So I, I guess my concern would be if you're competing for a wild card spot, does it mean you're going to be less aggressive at the trade deadline because you're not automatically guaranteed a five-game series? If you fall too far behind... Are you chasing 85 wins instead of 90, 95 wins? I mean, the, getting out to a slow start doesn't mean that your season's dead, but in this American League, it's not ideal. They have to get going. I mean, Thad Levine said it best yesterday. Yep. He said, hopefully this makes the team mad and they get sparked at home and they push forward. So they should take care of business against the Reds this weekend. I'm a believer in one thing, though, in sports, and, and that that's when there are certain years that things start to go wrong and they don't seem to stop, and there's a lot going wrong here. And it's not just the the uh, trip to, you know, the the trip to t- Tampa and the the uh, losses that they just suffered. You've got a lot of just weird things, like the Buxton migraines, right? And, and Polanco gets pinched, and Santana, mysteriously, we didn't know was hurt, and he's hurt. There's just a lot of weird things that seem to... Add up here, and I, I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah. Well, get, start getting it right against the Reds this weekend. You know, fortunately, baseball is sometimes it, you slow cook something for a couple months, and then you you start to pop in like June or July. I mean, football you fall into a hole early on, and your season's basically over. So yes, you can you have more time to recover.